I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to Resource. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner, Remax Premier Properties, leader of JT Pitts and Associates. We're back after a one-week hiatus where I spent at the Remax R4 convention in Orlando last week, a few days away, socially distant and safe, of course. Um, and the sun's shining. It seems like spring sprung while I was down south, and the Louisville real estate market is in full swing. Happy to report on that for you. We're actually getting some inventory to sell, so that's a good sign as well. Uh, Talk more about that in a minute. Let's get some business out of the way first. As always, you can find us on our private Facebook group. If you have not yet requested access, you can do so a number of ways. Uh, It's really easy just to type in resource on Facebook, resource Louisville, resource my name, just resource. You'll find it, request access. It is a private group, but it is searchable. So you can find us. uh, If you're a real estate agent in the Louisville area, we would love to admit you to the group, get you in on the conversation, get you access to live episodes every Wednesday around lunchtime. Uh, I used to say noon, but we've never made that deadline, probably not even once. So uh, around lunchtime, you can look for us every Wednesday when we record, as long as I am in town. Uh, In addition to that, you can find us on our Facebook page, resource, uh, facebook.com slash the resource podcast. You can find clips. You can find other information shared there. Uh, you can find links to full-length episodes. Those full-length episodes can also be found on youtube.com slash Realtor. You can find us anywhere you podcast. Um, mostly, I would say, mostly. Seth's nodding his head. Um, those include iTunes, especially Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Amazon Podcasts coming soon. Is that right, Seth? We're still working on that one. Um, Bezos is a little tougher to to get by, but uh, all those other ones you can find us. And specifically on iTunes, you, you might have an easier time just searching my name in the search bar. If you do subscribe or you do find the podcast and you like the content, please give us a five-star review. Always appreciate that. And one last way that you can interact with the podcast is through the text line. That's a new thing, 502-705-5667. That goes straight to Seth. We would be more than happy to answer your questions and interact with you there. Um, As far as I'm concerned, you can also find stuff about me, our team, my business, at uh, our my personal social stuff on on Twitter and Instagram at jpitsrealtor and at j underscore pits on TikTok. Um, We're starting to add some content there. Um, You know, Seth's doing some, some, some cool media stuff uh, that is far beyond my, my realm of expertise, but Hey, if you like it, we want you to get your content the way you want to see it. Also, don't forget about the added piece of content we added weekly here recently. I think we're up to five or six episodes there. JTP University on the podcast. 
uh, channel wherever you podcast as well. Five minute, direct to the point, um, easily to easy easy to implement kind of stuff. You know, uh, anywhere from tips, tricks, dialogues. You know, really to the point stuff that you can put to use in your business right now. Anyway, all that said and all the bills paid, we'll get on to today's topic. And you know, I like to bring you stuff that is going on in my business. Uh, it's more relevant to me. It's more topical and timely. And truthfully, I know that if it's something that we're going through here at JT Pitts and Associates, there's a good chance that whether you're an independent agent, um, a broker owner, a team lead, or a member of a team, that you have in some way, shape, or form in recent months experienced the very same stuff. This week, I want to talk about standards. Standards. And and what do you mean by standards, Jay? That that there, there's all sorts of different standards that we can discuss, right? We can talk about standards of quality. We can talk about um, standards for decision-making. We can talk about standards for experience. We can talk about standards for a number of things. What I'm here to talk about is all of the above, frankly. But as it pertains to team leaders brokers, and leaders within the industry, even those that may aspire to be leaders or even members of teams is production standards. You know, my stated purpose in real estate is to help as many people as I can possibly help. It started off with me trying to sell as many properties to and for the clients that I chose to work with. That was how I could impact the most lives. We know that we work in an industry where we are a very intimate part of a very intimate process. We help people buy and sell a home that is more than bricks and mortar and a roof and paint colors and furniture. It, it's a home. It's where It's where, you know, Couples spend their most, you know, influential moments in their life. They bring their kids home from the hospital. They have graduation parties. They, you know, do christenings and, you know, celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. And they, they the, uh, the home becomes a, a living embodiment of the life that you want to live. A home is more than a house. We know that, right? So it's very, very obvious early on in real estate just how much impact you can have. Now, the reasons that draw people into this industry, are they're varied. A lot of times it's, I want to be in business for myself. I want to make my own schedule. I want to do all these different things. I don't want to punch a clock or be told what to do or any of those things, right? All, all those are relevant. But very shortly after you have the pleasure of helping someone navigate a stressful situation that has an intense amount of impact on the future life that they are to build with those they care about most, you know that it's more than that. This is why we as real estate agents absorb the stress. We, we are a stress 
sponge. We soak it all up. We, we do so in the hope that it, has le- it lessens the burden and impact on the person that you're there for. Now, do we get paid well um, to, to do this? Yeah, absolutely. There's incentive. And if you do this industry well, you can make, you know, with relatively no education, you can, you can make as much as, you know, doctors who spend 12 years at practice and, and schooling to be able to do what they do or attorneys that's, you know, a fraction of that, but still, you know, six, seven, eight years. Engineers, you know, name a trade or profession that is highly paid. And there's a good chance that as a real estate professional in the residential real estate market, you have the opportunity to scale your business to the point where you make the same or more than all of those professions if you do it well enough. And that's a reflection of just how intimate the process is, how challenging the process is, and how valuable it is to the right people when it is done well. Now, as I said earlier in my career, I wanted to help as many people do that as possible. And it looked like me being the agent on the other side of the phone or at the other side of the table at the closing. Now my career is a little different, okay? I told someone this morning that oftentimes you find in leadership roles the agents that are best at helping people transact real estate. But that process doesn't inherently coach, develop, or train leaders. So now I find myself in less of a production role, in less of a client, consumer, end user facing role, and more as a leader of agents. It's part of the reason why I started this podcast. It's because I wanted to come on here weekly and I wanted to talk to each and every one of you about how to live a better life through real estate. And what I found, just like it was when I helped all of those consumers buy and sell and transact and avoid all that stress and frustration and have a a pleasurable process, a pleasurable home buying experience or selling experience, the better I did and the more I did, the more money I made. The opportunity I had to provide for my family was enhanced. Well, now I'm here standing before you to tell you that how do you help more clients and impact more lives? Will you become the person who guides those who guide? So right now I have 80 plus or minus 80 real estate agents in my charge. I am responsible for it's it's quite obvious today being the you know the end of Q1 where everyone must renew their errors and omissions insurance today or their license gets canceled tomorrow as you can imagine what my morning was like um sending out those messages and fielding those responses but um those agents um are highly credible at their trade they help a lot of buyers and sellers transact real estate. And in turn, as I support them, I have a small impact on the ability they have for representing more clients and impacting more lives themselves. So through them, I have expanded my reach. And as I continue to grow the size of this company and the size of JT Pitts and Associates, which is now right around 30 members, 
I have a more intimate impact and I have the opportunity to, to scale my influence. But ultimately, what it comes down to is, unfortunately, not everyone is cut out for success in this industry. So today's discussion of standards is not meant to be a negative one. It's meant to be positive for all involved. For those of you that are leaders, you, you know what I'm talking about. If you've had the opportunity or the occasion to represent someone who you really like, who is a good person, well-intentioned, well-meaning, you've had the opportunity to assess their motivations. And if you allow them to join your team or join your organization, then that usually signifies that you have some trust in them that they actually want what they say they want. And they've probably told you what their goals are, what they're attempting to achieve through real estate. And, you've, and you believe them. And that, that, those, that vision that they have, those goals are in alignment with what you're trying to achieve as a leader. If you're me, you want them to want to impact lives to, for the positive. You want them to live a good life. You want them to make a sufficient income so that they can support their family or their loved ones. So that they can not have to work 90 hours a week to make it work. But you also know that we rarely in this industry have the opportunity to learn from someone if their actions will be in alignment with their words. The decision must be made. Are you going to let this person join your organization or not? And that decision must be made prior to them giving you the opportunity or you giving them the opportunity or the opportunity just existing for them to prove it. And, and, and I'm not talking nefarious. People don't show up attempting to mislead someone, a leader that would give them their honest effort. They, they have the best intentions. Most of the time, they don't know what to expect fully. For the same reasons that you don't know what to expect as a leader. They don't know how it's going to go. And what that leads to is disappointment, in truth. Disappointment. Anytime someone takes on a career, they go to 96 hours of classes. They pay for those classes, nearly, you know, about $1,000 worth of expense. They study, pay another couple hundred bucks for, to take a test. They pass that test. They pay that errors and omissions insurance. They pay for that license. They go join the board of realtors. They go, you know, we're talking probably $3,000 worth of startup expenses. Nobody does that with the intention to fail or to disappoint. But it happens. We know that 
you know, 97% of realtors fail in five years. I've recently heard 87% fail within 24 months. That's a really high failure rate. Really, really low percentage of success. Um, we know that the average number of transactions closed in a year by a realtor in the United States is somewhere around eight transactions, which here, if you follow that, and the average sale price, that would put you, you know, after backing out expenses associated with starting and splits and all the things, really probably around the poverty line, frankly. Like, why bother kind of money? So... Why is it necessary for team leaders and brokers or leaders in general to set standards that clearly define success? Well, I'll be the first one to tell you that I haven't always done this. In fact, I don't do it this second. I've had a lot of success. And most of the agents that have ever come to work for me have had really substantial success. There's a few marginal ones and there's a few failures in the bunch, unfortunately. And that's a truth. It won't be the first, you know, I guess it's not the way to put it, but it won't be the last. There will be more failures. They happen. So why is it important for leaders to have standards? Well, there's a number of reasons why it's important for leaders to have standards. Number one, clear expectations. The way I used to set expectations was by collecting goals. And unfortunately, there is a contingent of people, for whatever reason, that will say things that they believe or convince themselves to pursue a goal that is not in alignment with the sacrifice they're prepared to make, the actions they're willing to put in place. We look at lead indicators versus lag indicators. We know that the number of lead calls you answer lead to a certain number of appointments, lead to a certain number of offers, lead to a certain number of contracts, lead to a certain number of closings, and it's very linear. So that if you tell me that you want to close 25 transactions in a year and I know what that's going to require and I tell you what it's going to require and then you don't put forth the effort on the front end that leads, that starts that linear progression towards success, then I know that you really don't want what you say you want. But even then, expectations is not the biggest problem. It is a necessity for standards, uh, or excuse me, yeah, necessity. It, it is important that clear expectations exist for standards to be met. But it's not even the most important part. The most important part, if you're a leader, at having clear standards that you abide by and hold accountable to is not the people that aren't meeting the standard or those that are in danger of not meeting the standard. The, the issue is that you dilute the value of your service. You dilute the impact you make as a leader for 
the top tier. You know, I sat down on um, Monday with our leadership group. Had a nice retreat. Um, it was nice to get back together and discuss the direction of this team. Had some of the some of my mentors and some of the smartest minds in the real estate business, coaching and consulting, Mr. Tom Ferry and Coach Bill Pipes, um, sat in on that call with us, and we talked about standards. And Tom said that 10% of his sales force is eliminated once a year. You're constantly, another thing that I say a lot, should probably practice what I preach. You're always identifying and developing new talent. Always. You're always coaching C players into B players, B players into A players. You're always losing D players out the bottom of the funnel, losing A players out the top of the funnel. It will be a perpetual situation. Now, what message are you sending to your B and A players if you allow D players to hang around and dilute the value of your product, dilute the reputation of your brand? What if you allow C players to stay C's and not become B's? If you don't encourage B's to become A's and you don't empower A's to live the best possible life that they can live? Well, you're not a leader at all. That's what. The truth is, a good leader takes their own medicine. A good leader has the difficult conversation. A good leader tells the D players that this is just not the place for you. I am going to release you to go find a place that is more in line with the actions and the sacrifices you're willing to take. That's what a true leader does. Now, are you a bad leader if you don't do these things? Not necessarily. Maybe. Not necessarily, because we're all human here. Okay? And as I said earlier in this episode, the majority of leaders are really good real estate agents that become de facto leaders because they are capable of generating more business with consumers than they can physically process. But it is incumbent upon that person to take what they have, what skills they have at their disposal, what skills they've developed, and develop them further into leadership qualities. I'm going through this process right now. My team has grown extensively and, and in an organic way which tells me we're doing a lot right. I have, I have amazing people lined up to talk to me about joining this team. And my, my leadership team and I, we make the best possible decision that we can make. We evaluate on four criteria. I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast, but I will today. It's very simple. Are you a self-starter? Yes or no. Probably needs no explanation, just a yes or no. 
I don't ask the question. I ask it for myself. As I talk to the person, I ask myself, is this person a self-starter? I need a yes. Is this person a problem solver? Again, no need for explanation, yes or no. Is this person well-connected or do they desire to be? Because this is a contact sport, and the desire is more, more important than the network already being in place. Some people would call that social drive. Do you have a drive to become connected with other human beings? If you have a desire to avoid other human beings, you're not going to make it in this industry. Those are my three criteria. And last but not least, are you a culture fit? Yes or no? And that doesn't mean you have to be a carbon copy clone of everybody else on this team because we are diverse. There's a lot of different ways to do this business. But let me give you one piece of advice. It either works or it don't. And it's that simple. Don't kid yourself. I've never, ever, ever had a single agent join my group that I was, I was 100% confident would be successful that wasn't. I've been surprised by people that I was unsure of in a good way and a bad way. But I've never been 100% positive, and that's happened probably 25 or 30 times in my career, and every single one of them are rock stars. Like, never have another career, make more money than doctors, rock stars. And then, yes, it's a good market, and I don't know that it's always going to be that way, and I'm not patting myself on the back. But when you know, you know. And if you're a leader out there thinking about your, t- your bottom 10% and you're convincing yourself that it may turn out for the better, maybe, I hope so. In my experience, that's, that's not the way it works. There is a certain amount of time that you need to give folks. And if after that amount of time, their actions don't align with their words, then the chances are they're not going to be successful. And as a leader, you are doing yourself, that person, and everyone else on your team a disservice by allowing them to hang around and continue to pretend that they want something that they really don't. And it's just that simple, folks. The Pareto Principle says that 80% of the real estate agents, 80% of any market, frankly, make up 20% of the success. And conversely, 20% of the agents or 20% of the market makes up 80% of the success. In real estate, that looks like the top 20% of agents make 80% of the commission dollars. It is a steep drop after that. It's true now, it was true 10 years ago, and it'll be true 10 years from now. Because the top tier aligns their actions with their words, their actions with their intent. They don't say they want things that they don't. They don't make goals that they don't plan to destroy.
Complacency doesn't exist. And sometimes you can see that in people's eyes. Now, not everyone needs to aspire to that. That's okay. I'm not saying that everyone needs to share my ambition. But it's pretty linear what it takes to get you from here to there. And you can't expect to get the results without the activities. I'm going to leave you on a story today. Last week I was in in Orlando and um, I got to hear Dave Ramsey speak. And a lot of you probably know Dave Ramsey from his books. I've got a few sitting on the shelf over there. I don't. I don't. I will say I was. I was at one time a Dave Ramsey ELP. I am no longer. That's an endorsed local provider. That's somebody in his network that he recommends. Um, I I read the book Total, Total Money Makeover as a as a um, recommendation from my father. The sec like right after I got out of college. Um. I think Dave teaches a lot of things. I, I am not a, a, you know, a, a direct follower of his plans, but I think there's a lot that can be learned from that, from, from his teachings. And, and one thing I'll tell you about Dave is, is Dave is a passionate man, and he's an amazing public speaker. And last week was the first time he had spoken on a stage, and albeit a very small crowd, but the first time he had spoken on a stage in over a year. So... If you've ever listened to his show and you can hear the passion in his voice, the man was fired up. He was fired up. He was ready to be in front of a live crowd and to hear people cheer, and he brought it. Um, so if there's a video somewhere out on YouTube, I encourage you to write it or to, to, to watch it. He talked about a lot of things, and I think one is most um, applicable to my message for you today. And it's, Dave talks about, uh, he's a Tennessee guy, right? He, he lives in Nashville. That's where his company is headquartered. Uh, he's made a lot of money and he's had the opportunity to travel a lot. And he, one thing he likes do, doing is, uh, you know, cross country uh, kind of RV travel, right? And he's probably, now, trust me, he's probably got like a $200,000 rock star bus liner um, with, you know, running water, running water in the whole bit, right? Uh, king size sleeper expands from the sides. Big screen TVs everywhere. I, I mean, I that's how I picture Dave Ramsey, and he paid for it in cash because you know he doesn't borrow money. But um, he talks about driving home from out west across the plains. He said you encounter mostly two types of wildlife in the Great Plains. Um. You know, obviously there's crops and such, but, you know, I'm picturing in my mind as he's telling this story, you know, the, the roads through, you know, the Midwest, you know, west to Midwest, that where you can see for hundreds of miles, no mountains, um, no anything. And he talks about how storm systems develop in those plains. And he said, you know, you can probably see for an, for a three or four hour drive ahead of you. Um, that's how, how far the horizon is off in your view. And so you can see the, the storms developing, you know, what seems like days in advance, right? Um, and he talked about the two different types of livestock, the two different types of animal 
that you encounter on the sides of the road, you know, off in the pasture as you, I don't know if pasture is even the right word, grazing. It's not like horse pasture, but, you know, it's, it's out grazing in the Midwest. And those two types of animals are cattle and buffalo. And though they look the same, um, fairly similar size, buffalo being slightly larger, I guess, but there's some big cattle out there too. They operate entirely different. You know, the thing that they have to fear the most is the storm, right? And, you know, they're both pack animals, you know, that travel in herds. And so you can see their movements very, very obviously. And as you're driving east, you see the storm starting to develop, and you're watching the way the animals behave. He said it's a very distinct difference. It's actually a 180-degree difference how they perform, how they behave amidst a storm or a threat or how they respond to fear. Cattle do one thing. They turn immediately and run away from the storm. And when I say run, I mean run. And they run long and they push themselves, and they run and run and run. And, and as any pack animal, when a herd or a stampede happens, they, there's probably some unfortunate occurrences that happen. We won't get into that, but you know their fear manifests. The buffalo does the exact opposite thing. They, they turn and they run, but they run toward the storm. And this is where it gets a bit figurative, but it's actually borne out in real life. The cattle, by running away from the storm, they avoid the rain for some time as the storm develops. But eventually, that fear catches and consumes the herd. Now, I don't mean consumes like knocks them all down or anything, carries them away or anything like that, but it it overtakes them. And then, as they become overtaken by the storm, they run, attempt to run faster, but at that point they're probably fatigued and slowing down, and, but they continue to run. They don't stop. And ever so slowly, because of the retreat, the storm envelops the herd, and they run with it, prolonging the amount of time that they are in the eye of the storm, in the mud, in the stampede, fatigued with all the negative consequences that come along with that. And eventually, after all the negative consequence and all the fear being prolonged, as long as it possibly can, the storm passes the herd and they come out the backside. On the opposite end, the buffalo, who turned and ran toward the storm, They minimize the amount of time that they feel the fear and anxiety of the storm catching them. They face their fear. They face the anxiety of dealing with it. They run into the storm, therefore shortening the amount of time that they have the negative effects of the storm, and they come out the backside much, much faster with significantly less damage to the herd. So what Dave says and, and, and how you can apply that to today's message is if you are a leader, rather than sitting back, okay, running away from the storm that is developing, because trust me, if you're worried about it, there is a problem, okay? If you're worried about it, there is a problem. Rather than running away from the storm and letting it slowly approach you, increasing and maximizing the anxiety, fear, and frustration 
for your team members, for your leadership, and for yourself. And maximizing the negative consequences as a result of that interaction, I guess you deserve the problems that you get. But if you're a buffalo and you turn and run towards the storm, handling it the best possible way you know how and minimizing the amount of time you have impact from that storm, you're going to come out the other side and you're going to come out a better leader for it. Because rarely, rarely, rarely in life does avoiding a problem make things better. Facing a problem, facing a challenge, allows you to be the best leader you can possibly be. And that's all I got for today, folks. Let's do some housekeeping and clean up. Once again, you can catch us on the text line for Seth at 502-705-5667. Would love to interact with you, answer questions and that kind of thing. You can find us on the Facebook group, private Facebook group, Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate, Request Access. If you're a local real estate agent, we'd love to get you added. You can find us on any, pretty much any podcast platform except Amazon because we're still waiting on Bezos to sign off. Uh, iTunes, give us a like and subscribe. Pretty please. We would love it. Five-star reviews only. Those are much appreciated as well. Facebook.com slash The Resource Podcast for links to full episodes and clips of this week's episode and others. YouTube.com slash Realtor for full-length episodes. At Realtor on Instagram and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out JTP University, several five-minute episodes already preloaded, tactical and ready to implement. Um, anything from internet lead dialogues to social media marketing strategies, get in there, immerse yourself, and put it to good use. Uh, I think that's all I've got for today. Today's message was a little heavy, and I hope you don't feel like I was being too critical. I am talking to myself. It's the best way I teach. Um, you know, Being a leader is not easy. Uh, if you have questions, if you need advice, reach out to me. Happy to put my experience to work for you. Once again, I am Jay Pitts, broker owner of Remax Premier Properties, host of Resource Real Talk about real estate, and leader of JT Pitts and Associates. We will see you next week. <laughs>